Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey guys, it's Mike with BeastNet. I'm here with Kim and Nick. We're doing a, another Beast Report. So Kim, I'm going to let you go ahead and take the reins and, and run with it. Great. All righty. Well, uh, welcome, Nick. This is going to be great. Nick is one of our ambassadors, and he's done a great job this uh, year with the Beast Workouts and just being one of the faces of our team, helping people out. Um, He's just made a spectacular ambassador and lucky to have him with us. So we wanted to go through and uh, just have you introduce yourself a little bit and then maybe ask you some of the Beast Report questions. Get to know a little more about you, Nick. All right. Well, my name is Nick Costa. I've been a member of Beast OCR for about a year and a half now. Uh, jumped right on in and started workouts only about four months after joining Beast OCR. One of the things I told Adam as soon as he involved me, whatever I can get away with doing, I'm going to go ahead and run with. You supported me every step of the way. Great. Well, um, why don't we just jump in then and we'll get going on the questions here and get to know more about you. Um, What what was your first OCR race and what made you decide to try it? All right. uh, My first East OCR, uh, not these things. Uh, OCR race uh, was uh, Survivor Mud Run 2015. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I came across a Facebook ad, and it looked real interesting to me. Uh, I'd been kind of floundering, trying to find something new in my life. I kind of quit some of the sports I'd been playing, some of the, the leagues I'd been part of. I'm just looking for something different because whatever I was doing wasn't fulfilling. And it looked real interesting. I conned a friend, his wife, and their daughter to come join me and my daughter. And we hit over at uh, was a Carnation, I believe it was at that year. And it was at Rumlinger Farms. I, I probably gave you your medal. Yeah. Oh. That's possible. Me. Yeah. I, I volunteered that day and handed out medals. There we go. Yeah, I, I rolled in the mud like a pig in the slop all day. <laughs> had like the biggest grin possible, and then I just dried off, and I looked like a human statue because everything just coated to me. And I yeah. love that thing because afterwards we just went over, we swam in the river right next to it, clean ourselves up before going home. Yeah. I finished that, and I was like, okay, this can't be the only thing out here. And, you know, next thing over to Warrior Dash, and then into Spartan, and it just rolled out from there. That's great. Um, well, let's see, uh, how, have o- how has OCR helped you to overcome challenges? Uh, biggest challenges for me is um, I'm a real quiet and, re- quiet and reserved person when I'm around people I don't. So if you're part of the OCR world, you learn real quickly that you got to have everybody, especially if you do an event, say, uh, tough better or or like most of the obstacles aren't designed to do by yourself. Well, you don't have time to sit there and kind of pussyfoot around. Whoever you're there with is now your new best friend, and you get to know each other real fast. And right. as it goes along, you know, you hit an eight-foot wall, and you can't get over, you know, you look to the person next to you. If they can't get over, all of a sudden, here, I got you, you got me. Shake hands, give a hug, high five, whatever, and move on. 
just became friends with that person, even if it's only for that microcosm. You know, that that for me is like the biggest thing that it's done for me. Uh, honestly, like I have so many people that I don't know that if I had ever ran into them on the street outside of this world, I probably would have never said two words to them. I would have just gone about my own business, focused on whatever it was I was doing. But in this, it's, I, I can't even tell you how many hugs I have to give out at like every event. Just walk up and all of a sudden there's somebody I know and they're hugging me and I'm hugging them and it's, you know, we're a giant family. That's the best. It is. Yeah, it's it's amazing how just people, everybody bonds, and you're from all walks of life, and it's it's just a great community. Oh yeah, I, I look at a lot of these people where I'm sure their interests and what they do in life outside of this world, we would never run into each other, but because we have this one thing in common, you know, I now know you, and now we're spending holidays together, we're doing dinners together, and all these things that would have never happened if it wasn't because of this. Exactly. It's amazing. Uh, Well, this might kind of lead in to the next one is what do you love most about the OCR community? Well, kind of go back to the last question. It's the community itself. I mean, I I don't think I've met anybody in the OCR world that I haven't enjoyed. You know, we're, again, if, if it was outside of the OCR, we might have different political opinions. We might have different ways of having and raising a family or religious beliefs or whatever, but in the OCR world itself, none of that matters. We all have the the same uh, common goal, I guess, is to show up and test ourselves and overcome. And that's all that matters. So when I'm there and you're there, I might not know anything other than we're doing the exact same thing together. And that's more than enough. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, like, who who inspires you? Do you have someone that you think of, you know, right away that really inspires you, or a few people? Well, um, you know, when I was a little kid, it was always, you know, you look up to an actor or a musician or something like that. Right. And now it's it's the everyday person. Uh, we hit our I look at our own BCOCR members. I mean, how many inspirational stories are just in the, our close-knit group? I, I guess it's not really so close-knit now that we got what, over 2,100 members. can't believe how fast we're growing. But uh, I take Mike, for example. You know, if, if for nothing else, him conquering the marathon last year, yeah. you know, before he's 40 years old, set himself a goal, and he accomplished it. You know, um, it wasn't pretty, but I accomplished it. That's all that matters. Uh, yeah. And now, it gets brought up repeatedly because of you know, everyone that went to Montana a couple years back will talk about Virginia's overcoming with her crutches up and down those mountains. And there's uh, a story I always told was that was my first beast, and I did it with a friend of mine who had been through five back surgeries, he has uh, three fusions in his back, he's got asthma, and uh, he was struggling back. We were averaging, I think, around 45-minute miles that day, and 
they were started cutting people off at mile eight. If you didn't reach mile eight by this time, they were going to cut you off, be off the course. And we had just crossed mile eight, and we were just on the other side, and they were trying to call us back. And I kept pushing them forward, like, no, let's just keep going, let's just keep going. He's like, oh, man, I want to quit, I want to quit. And then we round the corner somewhere between eight and nine, and we come across Virginia who's doing it on crutches. And he's like, okay, well, now I can't quit. If she's on crutches, I have to go. You know, so, I mean, my buddy was overcoming all of his things. Virginia, I mean, uh, uh, Casey McCallis is one of the best examples. You know, double yeah. MT, and there's nothing in this world that's going to stop that guy from doing what he wants to do. Right. You know. You you don't have to look past, you know, just the people that you're with in BSOCR to find enough inspiration to last more than five times. So So true. Well, great. Uh, Let's see. So what is your favorite OCR memory? Well, it's real simple for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I got married at the, the the Portland Sprint, and I got to do it with you know uh, Kim's family being there. Uh, I got to do it with some of my best friends. I got to do it with my BSOCR family. You know, and it was something that just it just fell into place. Uh, we we got married on August 11th, and that's my birthday, and. Uh, we we already planned on getting married in 2018 on my birthday because it was 10 years to the day that we had actually met. So it was already set in stone. And then uh, towards the end of uh, 2017, Spartan puts up their new race list for the next year, and I see Portland Sprint on the wedding day. I was like, okay, babe, can we? And her immediate reaction is no, that's not happening. And I, I don't argue, but I also don't drop it and give it a little time. Don't hound her because if I immediately hound her, it, she's just going to dig her feet in and that's the end of the story. Right. And next thing you know, she's she's talked to Josie about it and whatnot. And Josie's like, I think that's a great idea. And then she comes back to me and she's like, well, I would be all for it, but my bridesmaids aren't going to want to do that. I said, okay. So, you know, we have her friends over one night, and then Kim's off doing something, and I drag all of her friends that are supposed to be their bridesmaids off, and we do our own little thing, and I tell them what I want to do, you know, and by my own excitement, I calm them all into wanting to do it with us. So I went back to her, I was like, okay, well, all your bridesmaids agreed to do it. <laughs> and then again, it was a no, and then, like, she started coming around and like started making suggestions about it. She's like, well, I just don't know how we can make it work. I'm like, well, think about it. It, it, It's a Spartan race. So they already have uh, food vendors there. So we don't have to cater nothing. And they have their own photographers. So we don't have to hire a photographer. And, you know, there's beer vendors, so we don't have to provide alcohol. I mean, like this can be as cheap as we could ever have a wedding. Right. Everything's there. And I explained to her and I said, she, she knows me, and I, I really don't have family. I mean, I've got plenty of people that I'm related to, but I don't have family. My family has been two or three people outside of me and Yosh for about 20 years until I met 
all the people in Peace OCR. This Peace OCR is now my family. I spend holidays with these people. You know, we do things together. We go on adventures. We travel. I said, they're all going to be there. And I really don't want to put people in a, in a situation where they feel torn between doing what they want to do and then doing something for me. And she finally came, and there we go. We showed up, and yeah, I mean, we had uh, uh, Tether Roke made our cake for us. I, I knew she planned on making a cake because she seems to bring one to every event. Oh, and yes. she went above and beyond. I mean, I couldn't believe like how amazing that looked. And she put so much into that, you know. And uh, uh, we had, uh, uh, I won't forget her name, but uh, one of our BCOC members from Portland, uh, she was a photographer for the event. Uh, when, we, when we started thinking about who we wanted to get married, uh, we both, like, immediately came up with uh, Ted Kelly. And so hitting him up when he came and stayed with us at our house in April, kind of brought it up to him, and, like, he was over the moon, just the idea of it. And I, I, I can't explain how perfect that day was. And it all involved this OCR world. So, yeah, I mean, that's hands yeah. down my favorite OCR memory period. I mean, it can't be overcome. Oh, I bet. That was amazing. I mean, like you said, yeah. the, the cake, the pictures, there are pictures of you two on the cake even. And, and oh, yeah. and Ty I and then too. Ted. Yeah, oh, I love it. <laughs> that was amazing. And then Ted, you know, you know, ministering it. I mean, that was so oh, cool. Just we, just we went out to dinner the night before to rehearse, and he had like pages of things he wanted to say, and I was like, I I can't believe he's put this much into it. I mean, it it, it oh. meant the world to us that he was just as invested, if not more, than what we were. So, I mean, yeah, we, we really couldn't have asked more from anybody. And he, you know, he ran with it better than I think if we hired a professional. So, oh, yeah. Thank you, Ted. Yep. You, can, <laughs> you, you can tell how honored he was, you know. He, oh, it was great. And, and I love, too, when you guys got to towards the end and uh, you were at the monkey bars. And you all lined up on all of the pedestals yeah. there. That was perfect. There was exactly one for each of you. It couldn't have been better. And yeah, we, and we the planned it that way. Sure. That yeah, was perfect. My, my regret for that day was um, uh, Adam. He was um, running the the hurricane heat that night, and he actually had something planned for everyone that was doing the hurricane heat that they were going to do for us. But we've been running so far behind because we had, you know, uh, a lot of the people that were a part of our wedding party, it was their very first uh, running event, let alone OCR. So they weren't in the best of shape. We were, we were running close to an hour a mile, and we were literally the last people off the course. And I tried to get everybody to come back to where the, the hurricane heaters were, and nobody wanted to get any further than they had to at that point. So that's... Thank you. Uh, I still have no idea what he had planned for us, but, you know, I'm sorry it didn't happen. Oh, gosh. Well, and you were all dressed for a wedding, too, and you actually did oh, the absolutely. entire race dressed for the wedding. I love that. So I I'm sure a requirement. I, I, I told everybody, I said, listen, 
you're going to have to buy a tux. You can get them like 60 bucks on Amazon. But we are all, if you're a part of the wedding party, you're doing it in a tux or you're not part of the wedding party. That's, you know, end of story. We're not fighting about this. And everybody showed up in a tux, except for my buddy D showed up with a tux that he had just gotten off Amazon. He had never even tried before. And it was for like uh, a, a bigger youth. And Daryl is, uh, he's about six foot three. He's a couple hundred pounds. And so it wasn't even like a half mile into the race when he split from crotch, you know, basically oh, from the, the button all the way uh, the belt loop in the back. And, of course, he's wearing white underwear on a black tux. And so, yeah, it, it showed oh. real well the entire race. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't take him anywhere. Mem- <laughs> Memories, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. And then your beautiful wife started in her white dress. Um, uh-huh. But by the time you made it back, it wasn't quite white. <laughs> no. It started that way. Oh. Yes. Oh, that was wonderful. No, she, she, uh, um, one of the first things she said to me after we crossed the finish line, I hope you know this is my last race. So. Oh, no. Well, you could always work on her for the anniversary race next year. <laughs> no, like she'll she'll go do a bubble run with me, or she'll go do the Stein Dash, something like that. But as far as like an OCR, no, no she she's got uh, knee problems. She had knee surgery years ago. She's got fibromyalgia. She's got enough oh. problems that you know it's just not for her. Right. Well, that was- and and she really she was really distanced from everything when I first started doing this. And then the more I became involved uh, with things, the more she kept feeling alienated. And I had to keep, like, telling her, just just come join us. Just just show up. You don't have to run. You don't have to do that. All these people are amazing. I know you hear about these people all the time. You don't know any of them. And so there's kind of a rift there. But the moment she started showing up, she coming to the events, coming to the workouts, you know, taking pictures for us, all this other stuff. She's part of the family, and she feels like she's part of the family. And yeah. so she's been behind me, pushing me even more and more as we go along now because she now gets it. She now understands. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Sweet. Uh, and then the ceremony itself afterwards, it was beautiful. It was so perfect. Oh, you know, right by the I'm tree so, in the grassy area. Oh. Yeah. I was so shocked that uh, how many bees had just hung around just waiting on us. I, I knew we were running late, and we were probably like two hours longer than what we should have been. But, yeah, we still had so many people just there hanging out just waiting on us. And I was like, see, and this is why I wanted to do it here. Oh. Everybody else would have gone home, you know. But yeah, no, no. It, it, for me, it was a perfect day. Everything went exactly the way I hoped it would. I don't think we have any... You know, anything that we could have changed or would want to change. So, yeah. Perfect. Best event ever. Uh, that, was a, that was a special day for sure. My goodness sakes. Well, let's see. So, how about tell us something about yourself that few people know, and it could be OCR related or something completely different. Um. Uh, and I know uh, when we did uh, the written form, you know, I gave you uh, an answer and whatnot. And uh, I'm going to kind of change 
scores from that. I'm going to go to some a little more uh, personal. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, real simple. Is, uh, my dad was a alcoholic, drug-dealing, drug addict, abusive man. And my mom was uh, an abusive alcoholic drug addict who found that she could get her drugs for free by hooking up with my dad. And that's how I was born. So two very uh, cantankerous people that should have never been in a relationship with anybody, you know, get into a relationship and have a kid that they should have never had. And uh, it was it was horrible, you know. There was, you know, my dad beating on my mom or beating on me. One of my first memories is uh, my mom throwing me in the car out of our trailer home and taking off. And my dad chasing out of the trailer home, throwing a brick into the car, which hit me in the face. Um, and that's how my childhood grew up until I was 12 years old. I ran away from home at 12. And, uh, you know, I... I wasn't in a good place from 12 all the way up and probably till 32, but I mean, for the main part, into my mid-20s. And uh, so 16, 17, I got in a real bad place, homeless. You know, I, I actually had a friend. I would sneak into his uh, garage attic at night, and he would come up. He would ask for seconds at dinner and bring it up, and I would literally be eating food that came from his pocket, covered in pocket lint. And I didn't see anything beyond that. And, you know, so, you know, what do you do when you have nothing? You are nothing. You know, you turn and your family's full of addicts, so you become an addict. I did drugs. I did alcohol. And uh, twice I purposely uh, OD'd between 16 and 17 because I didn't want to live no more. And then, you know, luckily for me, uh, both times I got found unconscious and somebody rushed me to the hospital and I recovered. Then I got to the age of 19 and kind of the same thing. Uh, I ended up slitting my wrist and for the third time made that attempt. And that version of me, that, that, that 12 year old all the way up until 19, when I saw myself as nothing, I, I couldn't imagine where my life is today. You know, and life where it is today is so far beyond what I could have even imagined that from the, my children to my wife to our family, our community, the house I live in, from a guy that lived in a single white trailer growing up to where I live now, you know, I, I, I used to go have dinner at a Frank Sinatra's house, cooked for me by one of my what? idols. And that whole concept, it, it was so foreign that I, I still have trouble believing that that actually happened. And wow. so if, you're, if anybody that's listening, if anybody's going through stuff where you can't see how good things can be, reach out to somebody and talk to somebody because I didn't have that. You know, it wasn't until uh, uh, when my daughter was born that... I stopped worrying about how bad my life was and started worrying about how good I can make her life. You know, it kind of gave me a purpose. Kind of growing up in what I'd gone through as a kid and as a teenager and whatnot, I didn't want my child having that, and I didn't want to leave her with that. So, you know, I had to change a bit. So, uh, you know, again, if 
you're listening and you go down that road, you know, if you got nobody else to reach out to, reach out to me because I've been there, I've done it. I, I can speak with in ways that other people won't be able to. So, yeah, if you didn't know that about me, I tried to end my life three times before I was 20 years old. So that is something that you didn't know not everybody knows. Wow. And look at your life now. I mean, you've come such a long <laughs> way. I mean, I, I, my goodness, complete turnaround, yeah. One thousand percent. Yeah, I just I have a great career. I've got a great, you know, friends. I've got a great family. I, yeah, it. From where and I you, started to where I'm at, and, and it only gets better day by day. It, it's amazing how things can change that you could never picture when you're in a dark place. Ah. Uh, and and you have just risen above it so well. I mean, you're such a good father and such a good husband and such a great friend to everybody. I mean, you know, you didn't let what happened to you affect you so negatively that you can't overcome that. You know, you're just a, a great all-around person, and you're really good to people. I mean, you know, it's well, taken try. Yeah. Oh, you definitely do. You know, and and. It, it had to take, you know, like Spartan talks about grit and the grit that it would take to overcome this and be the person you are today is just really, really inspiring. Well, I well I, it's hard for me to take a compliment, but that's probably one of the nicest things anybody's ever said to me. Thank you. Oh, oh well, you're welcome. So true. So I guess. Going on, what are your goals? I mean, the year is short for the rest of this year and maybe for next year, upcoming. Um, I haven't even thought about next year yet. Um, yeah, uh, plans have kind of changed for next year so far. If anybody that's kind of paid attention to what's gone on with Kim and I over the last you know week, uh, right. we had another child on the way that we were expecting at the beginning of the year. So starting 2019 with, you know, a newborn and a child that's under the age of one, that's kind of where my focus was for the year. It was going to kind of be more of a step back role and more of helping the wife out with the family. She's already like, like I, I, I had to cut back my races this year. I didn't really travel outside of like Montana, Oregon and Washington, you know, the years before it was, you know, California, it was Arizona, Nevada, you know, it's like, well, we have a newborn on the way and we should be home more, so let's stay home more, and now we have another kid on the way, and then it was like, but yeah, um, yeah, we, we had bad news, and Kim ended up uh, losing the child just before it was uh, five months into the pregnancy, and uh so as far as next year goes, that's, you know, that's yet to be really thought of. This year, we're more of, uh, it was more lifestyle changes. Uh, I've worked real hard at, uh, you know, changing my, my food intake, my liquid intake. Uh, I, I cut back on drinking uh, for the most part. Uh, I, I come from a family of alcoholics. Uh, my great-grandfather walked out of a bar drunk, got ran over and killed. My grandmother... Oh bought a bar and drank herself out of business. My dad, uh, he literally drank himself onto his deathbed. And wow. I just kind of fallen in the footsteps. And over the last few years, it, especially being part of the OCR world, is the, 
the people I used to hang out with, their lives were in a bar. And now the people I am around it all the time, eh, we might stop in a bar long enough to maybe grab a beer two or three times out of the year. Outside of that, it's the things I do and the people I'm around, it's not part of their life, so it's no longer become part of my life. Isn't that, um, yeah, that's... Yeah, I've gotten a bunch of, from a bunch of old friends, like, oh, we never hang out anymore. I'm like, well, because you saw I was going hiking this weekend, and you saw I was doing a race over here, and you saw I was running a workout, and you saw I was doing a, a, an OCR event, and I invited you to all that, and you just blew me off, and then you say you never see me. Well, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm busy, I'm doing things, and I'm happy, and you should be happy that I'm happy, but uh, it kind of makes a rift in there and yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah that, and it was um we we started a few programs for uh, bcr this year with our uh, support local races and so you know i focused on that we had we had to do at least uh six local races you know so no spartan no no tough mutter no you know none of the big stuff and i found all these places like um evergreen trail runs something like that i've been doing on that to uh support our local races and we did a, a program for um, uh beast for a cause and yeah. beast for a cause kind of same thing six events and six charitable events so it was you know volunteering time uh, uh, uh trail building i did my first bill rucks this year um what else uh, planting trees and whatnot anyway, so yeah my goals were before uh, 2017, more like doing the 1,000-mile challenge, uh, the 52-hike challenge, um, stuff like that. And this year has kind of been more focused on what the OCR has been focused on. So, you know, if we're doing the taco run or the the, the uh, carry, you know, all those events. Yeah. yeah. And... I don't always read the structure as well, and so I have to do the bucket event multiple times because I don't put in the proper weight, you know. So learn my lesson the hard way. Uh, <laughs> I was so proud when I finished that. You know, I, I put my bucket up on a scale, nice and bright, 49 pounds, and I was like, yep, yep, and then go run out and come back and read the fine print. So uh, it's supposed to be 75 pounds. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. I just I took a bucket and I filled it full of gravel, filled it to the top and I figured that was good enough and then I didn't realize it was a weight requirement. So I come back home and oh. I was like, oh, I gotta walk another mile with this bucket. Oh man. It's like I thought I had it. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Well, and another thing that you have really stepped up is is um, the beast workouts up there. You've done so much with that. I mean, um, you know, tell us something about that. Um, yeah, it, it's it's been something I've really dove into. I, I've gotten like real personal with it for myself because I'm literally learning on the fly here. You know, I'm not like I'm not like Elise or Jesse or any of those people. You know, that are way more qualified to do this. You know, I I think of somebody like a, a James Tango or or a Brandon Chan. It's like all these people that are way more qualified to be leading people than what I'm doing. And so I'm kind of spending up nights, 
I, I've never worked, say, with like a dead ball before this year. I didn't even know what a dead ball was. I was like, okay, well, I saw one used at one of the beast workouts in Seattle, so let's see if I can get my hands on a couple dead balls. What do I do with this? And so now I'm I'm learning. I'm on you know, I'm on pages uh, from people that are in Australia and type of workouts they do down there. I'm on uh, brute force. I'm you know literally learning how to work with this stuff myself. And then it's like, okay, well yeah, I can do workouts with it, but how do I put this together to make it into a fun routine? You know, I don't want just in there and you know PT people into the ground. It's let's do things. Let's play some games. How does this all work out? And it, it's actually been a lot of fun. Uh, We've we've had problems with uh, attendance over the last couple months, so we we ended up canceling August because uh, we couldn't even get coaches there. And uh, uh, same thing for last month, I ended up being the only person at the workout. But you know, it's like, I'll make this workout my own. Uh, yeah, and then you know, I uh, this month's workout, uh, Jessica ran for me because I was in the hospital with Kim, and you know. She is just killing it, and uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything, but you know, uh, next year, uh, Kim is gonna or not Kim, uh, Jessica is going to be running workouts up in Bellingham. So oh, she's been great. helping out uh, with me coaching and whatnot uh, down in Marysville, and that woman, she is a leader. Let me tell you, I, <laughs> I kind of like, all right, I'm just gonna kind of step back and let her do this right here because. <laughs> yeah, if anybody has seen her transformation just over the last couple of months, her preparing for her uh, Ironman challenge, wow, yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, she, she, she's she's quite intimidating, but she's so awesome. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, getting ready for winter months, uh, and again, I'm gonna be sitting down, learning more on the fly on different things. We did a a lot of fun events last year in the snow. And I'm hoping oh. we get a lot more snow this year. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, great. Well, I think those are all the questions I have offhand. Is there anything else offhand you'd like to share? And No, I've been oh. about as open as I feel like getting tonight. So. <laughs> yeah, no, you really opened up. And, boy, just so impressed with all you've done and overcome. And just what a what a great person you are, and you, you people look up to you, and you you know they you know it's just been awesome. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors, if you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. And yeah. so, Mike, how about Mike? Do you have any questions? Um, not that I can think of. I mean, I've it, this was fun for me because honestly, this is like one of the first times I've actually been able to sit back and like listen to one of the podcasts go. Um, yeah, I kind of I forgot you were here for a bit. Yeah, I, I, I kind of forgot. I felt like I was just listening to a podcast, <laughs> not actually supposed to be recording one. All that fun stuff. <laughs> But uh, I agree with Kim. I mean, 
an amazing person. You're great. Um, the workouts that you do, um, I've been lucky enough to get to know your family. Um, I actually have not met your wife in person yet. I've only like talked to her on Facebook and <laughs> everything else. Well, I have somehow we've never met. Apparently, we have friends that are the same though. So, yeah, my boss I think used to. She used to watch my boss's kids or something. I don't remember. But yeah, it's a small world. Yeah. It is. And then uh, one of my niece's best friends that I've known since she was a uh, a teenager, Holly Peck, is knows your wife. So I was like, oh wow, so small world. But you have an amazing family. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, I'd like to that you know they're awesome on their own. So. They are. I mean, Yoshi's amazing. I mean, I've been lucky enough. I got lucky in, in Seattle to give, you know, Yoshi her medal when you guys finished last because they didn't yeah. let you guys start until like an hour after everybody else. But Yeah, the, the last race went at one thirty, and we didn't get to start until 3.30. And it was oh, one of those yeah. days. It was amazing for me because I can remember that day because I was sitting there and they, I was like thinking, I'm like, where's Nick and Yoshi? And then all of a sudden they're like, well, we know there's three people still out on the course. And I'm like, I'm uh, pretty sure that's where Dick and Yoshi are. <laughs> yeah. well, they, they didn't want us to go. They were like, oh, it's too late. I'm like, this is literally the only super that these girls have on their docket for the entire year. They have to have this to have their trifecta. It's not our yeah. fault we didn't pull them off the course. You know? Yeah, because they were volunteering. And uh, the station that they were volunteering at, somebody had fractured an ankle earlier. And so they they didn't have enough volunteers to show up for the afternoon to pull them off the course. And so I literally had to throw a tantrum to get my damn girls off the course because we need to go run this event. And, yeah. you know, it was miserable. The course could not have been worse when we started and it downpoured nonstop from the moment we started till the time we finished. It could have been more miserable because they've been out there standing in that rain since 5:30 in the morning and we didn't get off the course till almost eight o'clock at night. And, and Hammond and them were literally tearing the course down as we're going, which was more deflating to their morale than I think the, than what the weather was. But we got there, you know, we had no other photographer there outside of you. I think, was that you taking the picture or was it your phone? It was my phone. I handed it to Eric Reeves, I think. And I was like, okay. Reeves, man, I was like, here, there's no photographer here. Get as many pictures of my phone as you can. Yeah, Just he, take uh, pictures for me. He actually yeah. walked like the last two miles with us because he was one of the volunteers at the, the A-frame and he thought it was us and he's like, I'm just going to go with you guys. So, and that guy yeah. is awesome. I, I just met him, I want to say about six months ago and I am so glad to met that guy. Uh, yeah, he is such a great person and he has one of the biggest hearts I think I've ever met. So yeah. He does. I need to get him on the podcast and talk to him and hear his story. Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and one of these days, I want to get up there and get into one of your workouts, and I need to get you down here one day to get to one of mine. So, because oh, yeah, uh, now you got the the whole obstacle thing and whatnot set up. Yep, and we're actually this weekend we're adding a Z wall. Oh. So, because um, we've got the we've got a couple walls, we've got the Olympus. We're working on a. The, the final rig, I think I've come up with the final plans to be able to get that finished so that we'll end up with a monkey bars and a rig, you know, set up. So we're trying to get as much stuff as we can down here, but 
It's kind of one of those things where we're having the same issue that you are with like attendance. I think we had three people here the last couple of times and it's like, we have all sorts of cool stuff here. So oh, I know. No, I mean, we, we've had up to 15 people at the workouts, but we've also had as little as three people. I mean, yeah. I'm not counting last month by myself. I that was one where it was literally the only Saturday I had off to put on the, the workout that month. And everybody had said beforehand that they couldn't be there. And I was like, well, we're still doing a beast event, period. Yeah. And it was great because I got to do the Beast 5K myself. I got to do it my own way. I incorporated our, our charity challenges event into our Beast 5K. You know, it killed my time on it. But, you know, it was a lot of fun. Made it my own. And it's like, I got to get out and do this. So. Oh, yeah. And I know we do. It almost seems like me and you do a lot of the same things, just like two hours apart. <laughs> Yeah, I have a lot of stuff. I know you do a lot of hikes and everything up there. I'm trying to get more people to do hikes down here. I mean, it's just like we're, you know, you've got the beard, I've got the hair. So there we go. <laughs> I, I'd almost trade you. I miss having hair. I used to yeah, tear it down I'm past good. my shoulders, and then at like 21, it started falling out. So then I bleached it blonde so I can get an extra year and a half out of it before then too much hair fell out. Yeah. And that's like, why I think I'm always shaving. Go ahead. I was say, I've always told Amber if I start if it starts getting you know if I get to a point where I have a five head or a six head, just shave it in my sleep. So <laughs> I mean, I, I have a brother who has like a seven head. I mean, it's like it's halfway to back, you know, and he still has hair that's like halfway down his back. I'm like, dude, you, you've lost. Just deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> my my buddy Josh, he he blames me for him being bald. Because uh, years ago, we had, we had a dart league that we were a part of, and uh, we always did weird things for our dart team. And I made a shave or grow our hair out and shave skulls. Well, once he shaved the top of his head, you know, all that that he shaved never grew back. So oh. you never quite forgive me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I, my older brother was just a couple years older than me. His hair, he was bald by 25. Yeah, and he's like, my brothers don't get it. Like, he was bald by twenty five. My one brother, he's like fifty, and his hair's like, his hairline's halfway to the back of his head. But then there's me, who for whatever reason I not don't have that. I'm like the only one that got my dad's hairline. Where my dad's eighty five, and yeah. he still has the same hairline he had at twenty one. So, yeah. So, yeah, I've got to get up there one day and get the some of your workouts and get you know your your family down here and that way I can I can meet your your lovely wife and you know well, your so little daughter. Have you come up for one of the workouts and then they'll just come over to the house for dinner afterwards, make a day out of it. Yeah. So we should we should try crawl in the hot tub. We'll build a fire. It'll be a blast. Nice. I can come do that at yours once, and then you should come down and do that at one of mine once. I can make, I can make, oh, I made, tonight for dinner, I made chorizo uh, biscuits and gravy, and I made it all from scratch. The cool. gravy, the chorizo, the biscuits, everything. Perfect. That was so good. <laughs> so, okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, I can't think of anything else. Like I said, I mean, I've, I've it definitely enjoyed my time that I got to spend with you out on the course and, you know, at different events. So, and yeah, I look forward you to run more. course with me one time. You're one of the uh, only people I haven't actually ran the course with. 
I my my thing is it's one of the things that I keep saying I, I need to figure out what's going wrong with my body. I was at the doctor today and I think they want me to go see a dietitian because even working out everything I've been doing, I'm right now I'm the biggest I've ever been. Yeah, and my doctor tested my heart, my lungs, everything's in great shape. But for whatever reason, I'm swimming three times a week, working out, work, looking, watching my diet. I'm still gaining and not losing. So um, I'm hoping that like a dietitian, seeing a dietitian and working on some things um, that I can start dropping that because I need to, I need to do something before next year because it's gotten to that point. I'm heavy enough now that it's affecting my breathing. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting like out of breath almost instantly because I'm so big. And my doctor even checked. She's like, your lungs are fine. So it's not, she's like, everything you're having issues with is because of how big you are now. You need to do something. So, so yeah, that's my goal for next year. I want to get back into the shape I should be so that I can start actually running these again rather than just finishing them. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you there. Uh, when I, if we go back to the summer when I, uh, when I was training to do Ragnar, I got the fastest I've ever been, and I'm still the heaviest I've ever been. And it, it, it becomes frustrating at a certain point. It's like I can't work this hard, and I, I feel that I'm healthier. You know, I'm working harder. I'm eating healthier. I'm sleeping longer. I'm, I'm doing everything that I should be doing. I, I ask for advice. I don't have a problem with asking people for advice on what I need to do. And I'm still, like, going the exact opposite of where I feel I should be. Yeah. I should be able to go out and run 20 miles and then come home and put on seven pounds. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. I'm at that problem now of just trying to figure out. And I mean, I don't know if it's because of my age because I'm over 40 now or what, but you know, it's, I did the train races last weekend with up in Vancouver and we made it maybe a hundred yards in and I couldn't breathe. And now my buddy Don's looking at me going, do you have your inhaler? And I'm like, no, I haven't needed it in years. But, you know, it's at that point that, I mean, you know, 100 yards in, I couldn't breathe. And I've been swimming three times a week, and I can barely make one lap before I have to stop and take a breath. And I'm like, if I'm going to do, you know, a triathlon next year, I need to be able to swim eight laps before, you know, I have a problem. Yeah, that that, that would give me – I'm – I'm not a swimmer, period. I'm not either, and that's honestly why I'm doing it. I'm doing Maybe it because I'm not a swimmer. Maybe I water wings and I'll join you out there. Hey, we can get some. I've thought about it. I thought about getting a paddle, getting one of the, the boards, the kickboards, and some flippers yeah. and just go for it. Because I'm going to do the one I'm doing. It's a it's a sprint. It's in at Lake Wilderness. I think it's on June 1st. Um, it's at Lake Wilderness, which is out in Maple Valley, which actually, which is funny enough, is where I grew up. Um, but it's June 1st, and it's the sprint, so it's only a 400-meter. It's like a 400-meter swim. I think it's like a 12 or maybe a 20-mile bike ride. Mm-hmm. And then it's a 5K run. So it's not anything overly crazy. You know, I don't have any problems with the bike or the, the run. I'm like, I can handle both of those. You know, yeah. it's the swim that I know is going to be – I, I've never been a strong swimmer. I, I 20 feet and then I drowned. I mean, I'm strong for about 20 feet and then I drowned. So, it's, 
it's a problem. I'm like I said, I'm a strong swimmer in Amberville said I'm a strong swimmer, I just have no endurance. I mean I have no endurance when it comes to swimming. Twenty feet and I drowned. So it's if you want to do it with me, I think there's a couple others. I think Patrick might be coming up to do it and a few others that have told me that if I end up doing this, they're gonna come up and do it with me. So we can make it so awesome. these could just take over Maple Valley for the day. So Sounds like a plan. Perfect. So I don't think I have anything else. I mean, I always love talking to both of you. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, this is great. This is a lot of fun. Right. And I'm, well, if I don't see you guys soon, I hope I'll see you guys at the Christmas party this year. Definitely. I will do that. Adam, it's oh. on December 1st. I'll be in Vegas for uh, mine and my daughter's uh-huh. birthday. So, oh, wow. Which is funny because my you you, you mentioned your birthday is August 11th, so is my daughter's, but we're celebrating <laughs> her 21st because she was supposed wow. to have surgery on her uh, a growth behind her ear, and so we're waiting for her to get that done and to recover. So we're like, by pushing it back, it ended up putting it on my birthday. So it's like, okay, we'll just, for my birthday and her birthday, we're going to go t- get trashed in Vegas. So. Nice. <laughs> well, if you ever want to take me to Vegas for your birthday, for my birthday, that'd be awesome too. So that would be. It's a blast. I, I we'll one of those along with us, and you'll get three people with August 11th birthdays. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> see, I've I can only handle Vegas for like two days. I'm not one of those. I have so many friends that are like, oh, let's go for a week, and I'm like, after like two days, I'm like, my liver can't take anymore, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've only driven through Vegas. I've never actually stayed there. So, Yeah, I didn't go for the first time until about two years ago. And then every year now, because I do the Vegas Spartan, which isn't in Vegas, but we always yeah. end up coming back that Sunday after the sprint and then staying in Vegas for one night and then flying home Monday or Tuesday. So we get like one night in Vegas. And like I said, I'm like one night's good for me, one night, two nights. I mean, any more than that, my liver is like, I give, I give. It's waving a white flag, like, no more. No more, no more. So, yeah. All right. So, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, this has been fun. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Anytime. All right, thanks, Nick. Take care. All right. Thank you. All right. Mm Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.